0: This is Novel Marketing, the show for novelists who aren't necessarily fond of marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors.
1: Episode 147. I'm James L. Rubart, but you can call me Jim. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr.
0: And in this episode, guys, we're going to talk to you about one of the greatest marketing books ever written and what we can learn from it and apply to our own marketing. But first, Thomas, I got to tell you that we have two new additions to our family
1: nice you 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 have had some babies
0: we have had yes (laughs) kind of uh not our babies but we have adopted two little kittens and i gotta tell you we have not we, we we're cat people and at one time we had four cats in the house they all died through various uh accidents and means and so we have not had cats for four years and i gotta say we we are having a blast with these new additions
1: I finally have understood cat people for the first time in my life. And like really? the feel of cats is that they're not as emotionally needy as dogs. Like dogs require a lot of attention. And like, it's really hard to like be in a house with a dog without the dog, like demanding your attention at that time. Whereas cats are totally okay with you not giving them your full undivided attention. They demand it at times, but they're also okay with like you having your own life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where you can go away for a weekend um and
0: leave the food out and the litter box and the cats are like great no problem whereas a dog you really could not do that for a weekend It'd be a lot harder yeah
1: so I, I I still consider myself a, I'm allergic to both of them so I don't have either but I still consider myself a dog person but I now feel enlightened to understand cat people for the first time.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it.
1: Uh quick announcement: We are only four dollars away from our next Patreon goal. So four uh, dollars. We are basically so one patron away from funding the next level. So with Patreon, we have some stretch goals set up. And at $200 a month, which we're now at $196, we're going to start providing uh, transcripts for the episode. So for those of you who'd prefer to read an episode or skim it rather than listening to it, we'll start providing those. It's going to cost us money uh, to do, uh, but we'll unlock that at $200. Uh, So we just need one more person uh, to back at the $5 level. And I will what say do, well, we, let, me, let me
0: ask you, Thomas, what do the five-level patrons get or patrons get?
1: So you get warm feelings knowing that you're keeping the show in the air. You get patron-only discussions. You get our monthly resource archive. You get epic discounts between 20 and 50% off basically everything we talk about on the show that we provide. So if we mention a course like the five-year plan to becoming a best-selling author or the tax and business guide for authors, those are all 50% off for patrons. Uh, So you can get your $5 back immediately (laughs) with those coupon codes. Uh, Also, all the plugins, you get 25% off the plugins. And the biggest bonus is you get a special Q&A episode. And we answer every question. So if you have a marketing question, uh, Jim and I answer it on that uh, Q&A episode. And the other thing we do is we get feedback on your book title and book book blurb. And you get to hear the feedback from other authors, book titles, and blurbs. You learn how uh, to have a better title and a better blurb. Uh, So that's a really powerful element. And um, it's a special podcast feed. Uh, You subscribe to it the same way you'd subscribe to this show, but it's only for patrons at the $5 level or more. And then we have a second episode that comes out every month that's a bundle on a specific topic and... If, as if that's not enough, you also get one of Jim's Wait, there's more? <laughs> for free. So anyway, we really do appreciate uh, those of you who patron uh, are patrons of the show. And you can find out more at patreon.com forward slash novel marketing.
0: So the idea for this episode actually comes out of the brilliant mind of one of uh, my mentors, a gentleman that's had a huge influence on my life and my, my marketing. Roy, his name is Roy Williams. And I heard this for the first time from him back in 2001. And I was in a gathering, he asked a group of us what we thought the best marketing book ever written was, and there was myriad answers, but none of us picked the one Roy had in mind. So Thomas and I, we're going to give you a second to think what you believe is the greatest marketing book. We'll give you just a second to think of that. All right. You got it in your mind? It's not the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Okay. Ready. Drum roll. Thomas, here we go. So Roy says one of the greatest marketing books ever written. And I agree is green eggs and ham by Dr. Seuss. Yes. That is a marketing book. And some of you right now are going really Uh, Thomas, Jim prove that to me. So we're going to talk through just two of the points that that book makes that we can apply to our own marketing efforts. So the first point is um, that Sam I am that character in the book is one of the greatest marketing men ever. Why Thomas? Why is he the greatest? Uh, Because he's persistent. He is persistent. And that is something that we don't Execute in marketing enough. He markets his product to his potential buyer 16 times before he gets a yes. So, if you remember the story, here's this guy trying to sell green eggs and ham. It was not even trying to sell him, he's just, just, just taste it. Would you like green eggs and ham? And he markets it 16 times. He closes the sale 16 times. Now, statistics tell us that the average salesperson asks twice. So if we are selling our product or our book, we feel like once, oh, man, I'm really going to press the issue. I'm going to ask people to buy my book twice. And of course, we are all salespeople, whether we want to admit it or not. We are all selling a product. And in our case, it's books. Sam knew that the average sale is made when the customer is asked five times. So if we apply that to our books, We need to ask people, or in this case, promote it via our newsletter or social media and this sort of thing, at least five times, three to seven times is what we need to do before someone will buy it. So let's just talk through how this might look. A potential buyer of your book. They see a post on Facebook. uh, You list your novel on a book club site. Their friends mention it. So there's some word of mouth. You write an article and mention your novel in your byline. Someone sees a four or five star review of your book on Amazon. You tweet about it. There's a review on Goodreads. You Maybe they hear you on an interview on the radio. Uh, you're on someone's blog talking about your novel. At that point, that's when they're ready to buy the book after three to seven exposures. So it just doesn't happen right away. And I know it's hard. Believe me, as an author, I'm preaching this message to myself right now that you have to consistently promote your book. Frequency sells is what we used to say back back in the days when I was selling radio advertising. Frequency sells. One time is not going to do it. It's great if you have enough money to have one fantastic Super Bowl ad, but you'll notice they don't just run it once. They run those ads after the Super Bowl. So in advertising there's what's known as reach, right? Reaching a lot of people and frequency. And and the reality is you would rather reach 10% of the pond 100% rather than reach 100% of the pond sorry i'm saying that wrong you would rather reach everybody in a small pond than just a few people in a large pond and and it comes back to getting that message out consistently and frequently over
1: and over again thoughts on that thomas yeah so how do you do that without coming across as obnoxious and cuz we all know that person on facebook where the only reason they're in a Facebook group is to post a link to their book, and that's all they ever do is talk about their book, and people just don't want to see it. And they're like, oh, please stop talking about this. Like my wife is complaining, one of her old college friends is in one of these um, network marketing. programs. And that you know, she's, she reaches out to my wife every few years and that's the only reason. So like, she just wants to talk about that thing. And I was like, I don't want to buy your Plexus products. (laughs) So how, how do you not come across as that person while still getting this frequency?
0: Yeah. That's the second lesson that Sam teaches us in this book. And this is brilliant. And this is the key. Sam knows that he can't promote the same way with the same message again and again and again, because, That does become a pain in the backside, like you were just saying, that Margaret's going, oh, shut up. You know, I'm so annoyed. So Sam actually came up with 16 different options, 16 ideas, 16 new ways of thinking about green eggs and ham. And he presented his product differently. So he said, would you like them in a box? Would you like them with a fox? Would you like them in a house? Would you like them with a mouse? Would you like them on a train? Would you like them here or there? Would you like them... In the rain, he came back presenting it from a different angle each time. So it is fresh and new to the potential buyer.
1: So uh, what does that look like? And let's make that really practical. What does that look like on like, what am I doing today that's different than what I'm doing tomorrow?
0: Yeah. So you might create 16 different memes for your book. You might present your book one time, just a straight out ad. You might present your book another time with people reading your book in crazy places. You might the next time have quotes from your book. You might the next time have people who have read your book and loved it and they're giving you an endorsement for the book. Not not other authors, but I mean people who have actually read it. You might go to your core listeners and say, hey, do me a big favor. I would love to put you on my Facebook page. Just record a quick video about what you liked about the book. The next time you're bringing questions out that 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 the book brings up in people, the next time you're doing really cool quotes from the book, the next time you're doing a video talking about the book, the next time you're doing a video um, facebook loves video right the next time you're doing a video if you can do this where you're talking about trivia from the book it's just coming at it from a different angle every time so it's fresh and new and different and not just the same thing hitting you over the head
1: okay so other than the posting about on facebook because most people don't see most posts on facebook how else can we increase that frequency outside of social media
0: yeah you can increase it you can increase it through your newsletter list and you can do that by giving other people ideas on how they can share it with your, their friends to get real practical why does something go viral well because it's entertaining and it's funny or it's really provocative or it's really thought-provoking and so your biggest fans are going to be those core um readers who respond to you when you send an email out to your newsletter list Those are the ones that always respond, thank you, Jim. Hey, this was a great uh, email. Thanks for sending that one out. You can create this little private team of those people and you can say, hey, new book coming out. I'm going to do this and this and this. Would you send this on to people? Would you send this on to your friends? And if you give them something entertaining to do, then that becomes powerful word of mouth. You give them the tools to do it in a creative way. And suddenly you have this, this team
1: of people that's promoting you to their friends. So it's an example of how to make that entertaining. Because I get a lot of these emails and a lot of them are very boring. I'm like, why should I share your book? What's in it for me?
0: Well, you got to go back to the content of the book and it it would be, it would be fun to brainstorm. And maybe this this is even something we can do for our, for our patrons, Thomas to brainstorm. All right. How do you take the subject of your book and make it, it really entertaining? I'll give you an example from my own, my own books. And I did this is, I think it was in my second novel from the Wellspring series and I had this character, maybe it was the third novel in the Wellspring series, but anyway, it was the street magician. So I've got the street magician character in my book. And I did that intentionally because every trick he did in the novel, I could actually do as a, cause I love sleight of hand. And so I created a video of me doing one of these demonstrating, doing one of the tricks in the book for people. So that's the kind of thing that if that trick really blows you away, it's really easy for you to go, Oh, you got to see this trick Jim did that's actually in the book. That's something where it's not usual, it's different, it's entertaining, and it's probably worth forwarding on.
1: Yeah, I would say one of the best ways of doing this uh, where it's not annoying is to do it as an advertisement. Uh, So Amazon ads, Facebook ads, because people are used to seeing things there and, and frequency in advertising is received better than a lot of frequency in like a regular social media post or a regular email. You can do some there, but you can burn out your list if you send too many emails, but you can advertise a book for months on Facebook without people getting tired of it, especially if you're changing up the images and changing up the messaging uh, from time to time. And the key there, and we've talked about advertising in the last few, episode, uh, few episodes ago, um, is to make sure That your cost of reader acquisition is covered with the profit from the book. So often it means raising the price of your book a dollar or two per copy to cover that advertisement, Uh, but that can be a very effective way uh, to get that frequency up, is to just buy ads. (laughs) And uh, this is right now one of the most effective ways of, of selling books because uh, you know, we we're talking about am and the train, you know, and the plane. It's like, where is somebody most likely to buy your book when they're already in a mood for buying books when they're browsing Amazon looking for a book to read? And so that's like of all of the places, one of the easier places and having really good frequency there is like every time they do a search for a key phrase related to your book. If they're searching for that kind of book, you keep appearing over and over again. And they're like, wow, this book must be amazing. Then they click to, to learn more.
0: The final thought on this, Thomas, is what's something else Sam did is he promoted with passion. It's obvious this guy believed in his product. And it's hard for us as authors. We go through this when we're writing the book. I just turned in my latest manuscript and it's like, I don't know. Does it is it good? Does it have any quality to it and all this? But ultimately, we have to decide, wow, we poured our blood, sweat, and tears in this. We wrote this book. We slaved over it for six months or nine months or a year to create it. We have to go, wow, I believe in this book or I wouldn't have done it. Consequently, I really believe it can help people. It can change their life. And so because of that, I'm not promoting it to bring attention to myself. I'm promoting it because I really believe this is going to help people. I think Sam was saying, these green eggs, and you will really like them. They will taste really good. They will fuel your body. And I know I'm writing in a little subtext here, but i it, it's obvious to me, Sam believed in this product with passion so believe in your books with passion
1: and i think that's pretty easy i think most people already um, believe in their books and um another way to well, but both... they
0: believe I, I think they believe in their books but they're still and and maybe i'm just speaking out of my own heart but still they're they sometimes can be hesitant to go oh my gosh you've got to read this book i really
1: think it'll change change your life it's true there are different kinds of authors and some are very shy and if that's you, you really like some authors need to tone it down. It's like, oh, my gosh, talk about something else. Be an interesting human being. But other people, it's like, I've known you for six months. and I had no idea you wrote a book. <laughs> it's like there is a happy medium there. And I think that, uh, you know, what where you are on that continuum. If you're talking about it too much, if you're not talking about your book enough to find that good balance, uh, because it, it is important, like you owe it to your book uh, to You know, to let people know about it. And I will say a really easy way to boost that frequency is to write a second book. So, you know, people who write a book every month, they have just a very natural frequency because people are constantly hearing about their books because and there's something new worth talking about. Right. So you send out two or three emails about each book that comes out and you're writing a book every month. Well, gosh, that's an, almost an email every week. Like That is that is the kind of frequency that gets people to really um, sit up and take notice. And that's why the authors who are writing at that pace are making so much money. The, you know, The authors who are able to do that are making six figures plus because they're getting the synergy where one plus one equals three because the books are coming out so rapidly. They're cross-promoting each other and they're creating a lot of energy. And it's easier to do that when you have a lot of books coming out than when you only have one book a year coming out. And it's like, you have to find a way to talk about that book all year. And that can be exhausting. Whereas if you're only trying to, have to talk about a book for a month, man, that's a lot easier <laughs> to, easier to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Our sponsor is the uh, Rubart Writing Academy. Uh, Jim, uh, Rubart, tell us about that. I know a few things about it. Oh my gosh,
0: Thomas, the coolest thing about this is we went into this not knowing Taylor and I, it's like, well, we hope it's going to be something that helps people, but we weren't sure. Just like anything you go into and people are just coming out of this, just going, oh my gosh, this was life altering. It was about writing. Yes, but it was so much more than that. And, and we see our students stepping into who they truly are, stepping into their identity, stepping into their destinies. And yes, we give them this customized roadmap that will help them reach their public dreams. But even more satisfying to Taylor and I is seeing th- their lives transformed. So if you want to know more about this, our next live event is this October 25th through the 28th. It's limited to nine students. We have four signed up at this point. So if it is something you'd like to explore further, we encourage you to do it quickly. Just go to rubartwritingacademy.com and click on the academy button you'll see a short video and then you can learn more down below we would love to have you join us in
1: october all right we have a new uh, segment we're going to get to called mailbag where we're going to read your uh feedback uh, to the show but first really quickly we have a featured patron the land without color jim
0: yeah the land without color benjamin ellison and uh I've gotten to know Benjamin a little bit and these are really, he's got three books these are really cool we're just going to tell you about the first one it, the first one is called The Land Without Color here's here's the story so when Alvin gets a mysterious pack of gum for his birthday he of course blows a bubble as large as he can but when that bubble carries him away to a far-off land where everything is gray he is in for the adventure of his life and more than a little danger because he's the only one that can restore the kingdom of color to its former glory to do it alvin has to battle man-eating plants outsmart the bumbling crimson guards cross the sugar desert overcome the two-headed dragon and find the color-stealing goblins it's dangerous scary impossible but it is the only way to restore color to the kingdom
1: all right and thank you so much benjamin uh, for being a patron of the show we really appreciate uh, you helping us keep this show on the air And now, Thomas, is it time for a mailbag? time for a mailbag. uh, Uh, And this is from... New feature. Yes. uh, Danny Floyd. And he uh, wrote us a note. He said, great episode, as always, referring to our episode about the lead magnets, which we got a lot of great feedback on. If you have not listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to it. He said, I followed your advice, wrote a short story a few weeks back, and put it in Book Funnel. I gained about 40 subscribers, wherein I used to only get one or two a month. So that's what, a 5,000% increase or 10,000% increase is very good. Uh, but as you suggested, I made a great cover and wrote an enticing blog post uh, about the, um, the short story. And, and he said he also added it to my book table, and we have a link to it so you can see. His My Book Table. Uh, so, Danny, thank you for using My Book Table. <laughs> so, it's there on a pop up and I put it on social media. Thanks uh, uh, for all of the great uh, novel marketing advice. I'm telling everyone about you and I know of several who've signed up as a result. So, thank you so much, Danny. And I do, um, we do encourage you to send us notes. If you're putting what we talk about into practice, if you give us links to that, we will share them uh, potentially where our listeners can go and check out your websites. You may get some bonus uh, traffic to your website. and. help other people. Some people, it it helps them to see it. And if they can see other uh, authors putting it into practice, it helps them as well. So do drop us a line. Um, You can do it on novelmarketing.com or in our new Facebook group. So we do encourage you to join the Facebook group. We have an official discussion thread for every episode. We've been having a lot of fun discussing the episodes uh, with you. And, uh, you know, sometimes you'll fact check us or sometimes you provide additional information. And so to really get the true novel marketing experience, you have to check the official discussion thread uh, on the Facebook page.
0: The official one. Exactly. Stay away from the unofficial one. <laughs> Just go with, <laughs> go with the official.
1: And, and by oh, page, gosh. I mean group. I should be uh, yes. clear here. But if you, if you find the page, uh, Novel Marketing on Facebook there's a button that takes you to the group right there. You can like the page. We'll post stuff there, but Facebook will hide everything in the page, but you should still be able to see what gets posted to the group.
0: Yes. So we will see you there. Um, And as you know, you've been listening to James L. Rubart and Thomas Homestead Jr. on the novel marketing podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing offline, online, and everywhere in between. Thank you so much for listening.